Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. You should be excited too. Glory to God. Amen, amen, and amen. We're going to, you know, this morning service, man, the fire of God came in here. And uh, I'm going to shift gears a little bit because um, I just, I'm just being led by the Spirit of God. I say being led, being led by the Spirit of God is key. Go to Romans 8.14 with me. We're going to bounce around a little bit. Romans 8.14, I've been, I've been talking. As soon as we get in, you doing good? As soon as we, uh, you guys are good. As soon as the ushers receive the offering, I want you to get ready. And I've been talking about the fire of God this morning. And what I was saying about that is as Jesus said, he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen? So that means fire is going to bring change. It purifies your life. But I want to talk to you about today is I want to talk to you and me about allowing the whole, it's shifting. The services are different, which is okay. Um, I want you to write this down. If you're a note taker, write this down. How am I going to change my future? Amen? The key to changing your future is by walking with the Holy Spirit. All right? And I'm going to talk to you about this because it's good. Jesus said, it's good for me to go and send you the Holy Spirit. Now, let's explain something to you. The Holy Spirit ain't weird. The Holy Spirit ain't goofy. There ain't nothing goofy about God, okay? And you need God. Now, let me explain something to you, okay? Everybody needs God. We act like we're confident. We act like, look, everybody's a little scared. Everybody's a little timid somewhere. You got something you're facing that nobody knows about in the midnight hour, running around in your head, running around in your wheelhouse, making you think, and we've been talking about patience, and patience is a little bit painful because patience is a pain, (laughs) okay? But patience is also a fruit of the Spirit, and I got to develop it because it has a purpose. Everybody say patience has a purpose, and it isn't fun. It isn't because it's got timing connected to it. So I want you to see these scriptures. I want you to write them down. You know what some of them are, but I need you to get them to work in life today, okay? Romans 8, 14. Look what it says. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, this is what you got to understand. You are a spiritual being, and you need to be spiritually led. Is that okay? Okay? So if you got to be spiritually led, that means you have to start getting your guidance system open to the Spirit of God leading you, okay? Now, somebody say, I don't believe all this stuff. Well, it's the truth because the Bible said you are a spirit being. Hello? Now, listen, eternity is not an option. Eternity is a definite. You have a spiritual life whether you want to believe it or not, and this is the best news you're going to hear all day because you have to understand that until I start operating in the spirit, you're going to operate in the flesh. Go to 1 Corinthians 3.16. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Okay? Everybody good? You taking notes? I hope so. You get cupcakes if you take notes. There's cupcakes in the floor. You don't take notes. I'm not giving you no cupcakes. Come on. It's Pastor Appreciation Day. I get to do what I want. No. First Corinthians 3.16. Come on. Lighten up. It's fun. Know ye not. Now get this. Know ye not. That's just fancy King James. We're saying, hey, don't you know you're the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you? So everybody say this. I'm a new creature in Christ. Okay. What does that mean? That means when you get born again, right, you became a new creature in Christ. What's that mean? That means God came and lived inside of you. Know ye not that you're the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you. What's that mean? God lives in me. So I got a question for you. If God lives in me, where's my guidance going to come from? 
the inside out, the inward witness. So wait a minute, so why are you looking outside to tell me whether this is working or not? You got to ask yourself the question, where does guidance come from? Everybody say the in, in, inward man. 1 Peter 3, 4, write it down. Write it down, they're good scriptures, you know most of them, but it ain't going to hurt you to hear them again. 1 Peter 3 and 4 says what? The inward man. You can pop it up there for him, it'll be good. But you see this first Corinthians, he says, no, you're not, your body's the temple of the living God. What's that mean? God lives in me. Well, praise the Lord, if God lives in me, something's got to change, amen? But let it be the hidden man of the heart, amen? The man of the spirit is the real you. Is that okay? I'm trying to get you to overcome in anything you do. Because your mind, your mind, let me explain something to you. Everybody in this room has crazy thoughts. See, here's the problem. You, you got to get this, and it's not a problem bad. You lie to you more than anybody. It's the truth. You lie to you more than anybody because the thoughts in your head don't line up with truth. And I'm going to tell you, I can, you want the game changer of all? Until you elevate somebody's voice louder in your head, you're going to be confused for the rest of your life. It's the God's honest truth because you, you don't know where to determine, um, kind of like this, you'll vacillate from one opinion to another. And Jesus even talked about it in the Word. He said, don't, don't be different in your opinion. Be what? Flint like a rock, understand where you're going. Don't be on two sides. And they even said this. He said, don't be hot, don't be cold. You better be one way or the other, bro, because if not, I'll spew out of my mouth. He doesn't want that. That's not just lukewarm Christianity. That's lukewarm mentality. He said the man of the sea that wavers is wave of the sea. He can't determine anything. He's unstable in everything. What? When your thought lies, so write this down. Is this okay? Okay. We'll go to James chapter 1, and I'll show it to him. You go to James 1 and 1. But watch it. Write this down. When your thought life is unstable, your life is unstable. Write it down. Your, your decision-making isn't good when your mind isn't right. I could change your decision-making the minute I change your mentality. I, if I could change what you focus on, I could change what you feel. Until I change what you focus on, I can't change your feelings. Focus is the heart. Fo write this down. Broken focus means broken dreams. You all right? I'm giving you this stuff. Is this okay? Broken focus means broken dreams because once, what's the hardest thing in the world to do? Focus. Try to do it. Hard. Because the enemy knows that if you can get your focus in the right place, you can get stuff moving in the right direction. So focus is important. So that's why the enemy tries to keep you distracted. Focus is a hard thing to come by, but if you could start focusing, you could change your life. Is that all right? You with me? Because an unstable man is unstable in all his ways. Now, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. Let's just read this. James, the servant of God. I'm going to read all the way to like six or eight. You cool? Come on. We'll get it going, and we'll get going here. James, the servant of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. What did he say? My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. What's that mean? When you get tested, get excited. I don't like tests. I hate tests. Tests stink. I don't like, I didn't like school. I don't like no tests. I don't want to even go to DMV and take a driving test. I don't want to take an eye test. I don't want to go to doctor test. I don't like tests. You like tests? Raise your hand if you like a test. You're probably a teacher, right? Teachers. All the teachers like tests because the kids are quiet for 45 minutes, right? Count it all joy. Why do I count it all joy? I don't want to count nothing joy because I got to understand that. Everybody, you better pay attention today. I'm giving you a million-dollar sermon for free. You're going to have to learn this stuff. It's the Bible, man. Look, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh 
Oh, ain't that something now? If my faith doesn't get tried, I don't get patience. Who likes patience? I hate patience. I don't want to wait in traffic. All you people that drive slow in the fast lane, I like to get a Hummer and ram you out of my way. Y'all people better learn how to drive. Okay, let me give it to you just real quick. Let me get my pastor appreciation. Let me just get this out. If you drive slow, stay to the right. Look at your neighbor say, stay to the right. Because you get me all, I'm getting in trouble with God because I'm getting all carnal and fleshy in the car because of you. So if y'all figure it out, we'll be okay. Is that good? Thank you very much, amen. Push them, you should bump them. I was in India. You want to hear a story? I'm in India, right? Oh, there's a billion people in India, man. There's people everywhere. You're in a field, there's people. We were in the car chilling out, and I was like, Man, this place is busy, right? New Delhi or something. I'm sitting in the car. I didn't drive. I'm sitting in the car. He's over here with the thing. And all of a sudden, boom, the car got hit. I said, what in the world? He's like, they're trying to tell you it's time to go. We got to go. I said, they bang the car? They said, yeah, they bang you with the car when they want you to go. I said, I like this place. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, South Africa. South Africa is really, it's dangerous there. So you don't stop for nothing at night. No traffic lights, no stop. I said, this place is even better. <laughs> Armed security and no, you don't got to stop. At night, you just drive. Go right through the red lights, stop lights, any light, you just drive. I said, praise God. I'm sorry, I like these places. Went to Germany, was on the Autobahn. Praise the Lord, no speed limit. Go 180 miles an hour if you want. If you got the car to do it, you could do it. Praise the Lord, amen. Come on, you understand? You better get excited. Florida, move to the right. Okay, that's good. All right, next, go. You got to have patience, just a little patience. Come on. Yeah, yeah. But let's get some patience. Did he just sing Guns N' Roses? Yes, he did. Patience, come on. Why? Because I need patience with you people. Come on. Patience. Let it have its perfect work. So why? So I can be perfect wanting nothing. Come on. I don't want to develop this fruit. I want to get this thing when I'm like 90. It's a fruit of the spirit, but you got to develop it. Why do you got to develop patience? Well, I hate patience. Why do I got to develop it? Read the back end. What? So it shall what? Go back to four just real quick. I think we were four. Let patience have our perfect work. So there's, so there's a process in patience I got to get. Here's the stinky part. Ready? Really, I'm not going to keep you all day today. Get what I'm saying. I got to have your full attention. You can't produce it without problems. Patience, write this down. Patience is only developed in pressure. And I hate pressure. I'm trying to get out of pressure. I don't like it. I don't want to go. I don't want to be near. I'm trying. I'm doing everything in my life to keep my world perfect so I don't have to go into pressure. But the only way to develop patience is in pressure. That's why God wants you all to get married. Hey. See, life was easy when I was, I didn't have to listen to what she come out of what All you single people, shut up. Enjoy the ride. Pass it. I want to get mad. Shut up. Don't do it. Wait. I'm so ready. You ain't ready for what you're ready to get in there. Just chill out. All the women said, Pastor, what am I going to do? Bring them to me. I'll fix them before you. You thought you got a stud. You got a dud. I could work on that spot and get him to become a conqueror. Come on, somebody. <clears throat> Amen. What am I saying? Patience. Patience. Patience gets produced in pressure. You can't grow without pressure. You know, they went to the conference, and Lauren and Liz, were, they went to the thing and leading and loving it. 
and they were talking about a vineyard. The one lady told a, told a great story about a, vi a vineyard. You know, yeah, you were there, right? You were there, right? The rock lady? Yeah. And what she said was this, and it was really good. And I've heard this, but I not like the way she explained it. That, you know, I was in uh, California, you know, in wine country out there. And the one guy was like, man, these guys are really doing it. And I seen it. I didn't understand it. I just drove through it going preaching. And I was like, oh, cool. You see all these vineyards. And the guy said something so good. I'm going to mess it up. But basically what they said, there's a, a, a vine or, or, or grapes. They can't really grow without gr rocky soil. And one of the things that the vineyard guy would do is they would put rocks on top of it because the pressure on the seed makes the seed grow deeper roots. I said, boy, ain't that sound like my life? Come on, right? So, so watch this, right? So what they would do is they do these vineyards, right? And when I go to, well, I'm going to go out there again. When I go back out, I'm going to find out. I'm going to go stop by. I want to hear this thing. This has really got me going here for a minute. But what she was saying was, and you were there, and she studied this. It was really good. What she said was what the vineyard guys do is you don't put it in perfect soil. You put, you put the seeds for the grapes in rocky soil. I'm the vine. You the vine dresser. He puts it in rocky soil, and then when they really want to do good, they put pressure on top of the seed so the seed can't just easily sprout up. It's got to sprout down strong in its root system so it could grow up strong outside of there. So sometimes pressure produces what? Deeper roots. But I don't like the process. Well, who in the world likes the process of pressure? you got to be kidding me. Nobody likes it. But until you're tried by fire, we don't know if we could trust you. See, because you don't know if this stuff works till you've been through the fire. So it's okay. You know what I mean? You got to know you could trust God. Isn't that right? So it comes up. You know what's funny? You could see this in, in some, some places where you go. Like, you know what I'm saying? And what I was trying to get you to understand is that pressure is needed. How can you grow? You go in the gym and you use five-pound weights all your life. You ain't got no biceps. I got the two and a half. Man, I'm really getting it. Now, look, I know some of you use the two and a half. I'm not picking on you, but you can't use the two and a half for 60 years. Look, look at the, I'll go to the gun show. Hey, you got no guns. You got two picks because you've been doing two and a half. You got to go two and a half, you know, get the fives. One day you'll break a record, get a 10, go for it. Some of you are in the twilight of your life. You're like, Pastor, I'm happy I'm just breathing, all right? Leave me alone. It's okay. I understand. God bless you. I'm down with you. But you don't go in the gym. You ever see those dudes in the gym? They got all weight on there and all that stuff. They're like, whatever, man, right? You got to put some weight on there to get big. If you don't want to get big, stay cute. I don't know what to tell you, but whatever, man. You know what I mean? Do some squats or something, right? Air squats, praise God. <laughs> Look, go back. Am I, you guys are right today? Come on. Hey, come on. You feel good? Come on. Let patience have a perfect work. Remember we read it in the, um, man, what were we in the Amplified? That thing was dangerous. We'll go back there. Go to six. Let's just keep going to five. Go to five. I'm sorry. Go to five. If you lack wisdom, ask God to give it to you. Well, ain't that great? Praise God. How many of you know I need some wisdom? Six. Here, we're going to show you. Look at this. Let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For a man that wavers like a wave of the sea, he's tossed to and fro. Ain't that something? So if you're wavering and you're thinking, you're wavering in your whole life. Did you get it? This is why he ain't going to receive nothing from the Lord. See that? Where did it start? Five. It started in thinking. What do you mean? He said, he said it's asking faith. Well, he's a double-minded man. If any of you ask wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberty. He upbraideth not and shall be given to him. Watch this. Keep going. But if I'm asked what, what, what? He waves like a wave of the sea. Watch verse 7. He don't get nothing. For let that man think you should be anything in the Lord. Keep going. Watch this. 
A double-minded man is unstable in everything. He, va- he has two opinions of himself. He's double-minded. Well, I think I can. Well, I don't know if I can. I'm good. I don't know how good. It's thinking. It's in your thinker. Come on, I'm helping you. Get your thinker right. Now, here's why. Here's a good one, Ray. So good. You'll get it. You guys pull on this side. They pull too. You know why you're double-minded? Because it's only your opinion in your head. And you're a liar in your mind. So that's why you got to find a voice and validate it louder than your own. It's usually connected to God. Because you ain't going to believe what the Bible says about you. I'm going to throw a mic right there. Because when you read it, you know you're going to do, you're going to reject it until somebody validates it over your life. And until you see agreement in the earth, you'll never have an amen. And the only way you find an amen is stay right where you are because you're in the best seat you got. Because you're in the place where you could say, I can agree with it. And when you hear it, it becomes real to you. And you could go to that level of thought, thinking, understanding, wealth, whatever it is, health. By the minute you connect yourself to something that you agree with. That's the key. That's why it's more spiritual than it's natural. Okay? That was quick. Spin it back. Okay. I'll go slow. Why was the guy double-minded? Did you see it? Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. What's a double-minded mean? You got a difference of opinion. Where did difference of opinion come? It didn't come from the Bible. There's only one opinion in the Bible. It's inside of you. Let that man, when he asks, let that man, when he asks, believe in faith that he received, because God gives liberally. It's in the asking and the believing and the receiving, whether you determine whether God is doing anything for you. So what you do is, don't complicate it, just accept it at the level where you have to accept it, but that's where you gotta figure that out. So we're gonna, we'll go back to that. Is that okay? Let me tell you why patience is a problem. Be- get this, you will stay in the realm of having to be patient as long as you want, have a difference of opinion about what God said. The longer you have a difference of opinion about what God said about his word and about what he said about your life in his word, you're going to have a problem called difference of mind. And you're never going to be able to really get to a place of faith because you'll differ in your faith. Because one minute you'll think God said you can do it, and the next minute you'll say, God, I don't know if I can. And it has nothing to do with God, but has to do with what you believe about you based upon what he already said about you. And you doubt yourself, but you know why you doubt yourself? Because you did, because you're, here's the pre, we all do it. You want to know why you doubt yourself? Because you're letting you believe what you want to believe about you. And that's the biggest mistake of your life. Because I can't believe what I want to believe about me. I got to believe what somebody said something about me. Because Jesus did it. He wouldn't even give an opinion. The guy's a mastermind of teaching. Hey, Jesus. Yes. You're the most brilliant person of wisdom walking on the face of the earth. What do you have to say? I say what you say. What do you say? What do you mean you say what I say? Because I can only do what you say, and if you don't say enough, I can't do enough. <laughs> He's a joker. Who do you say that I am? I'm the, I, who do you say that I, the son of man, am? He wrote green eggs and ham. It was God. <laughs> it was Jesus, man. Who do you say that I am, Sam, I am? I don't know. Who do you say that I am? I could be the king. I don't know who I am. Who do you say that I am? 
He's a mastermind of teaching. He talks to, he talk, he's the, Jesus is the original joker. He's the original joker. He don't talk to nobody but in riddles. Because he only talks to people in riddles because he knows they don't really want to understand what they said. So he used, the fancy word for riddle was a parable. And they said, what does joker mean? Eat my body, drink my blood. Is he crazy? He said, no, you can't understand me. You don't want to know. So it's a mystery. It's hidden. But I'll, I'll allow my kingdom mysteries to be revealed to them that want to receive. So he's revealing kingdom mysteries to you because you're hungry to find out who he is. So what am I trying to get you to say? You can't have a difference of opinion about what the word says. So you got to get to a place where you can convince yourself of what the Bible said. Because I'm in a place called patience and it's painful. You're saying, what do you mean I'm in a place called patience? Well, you believe in God for something and want to see something to change. I don't know. Well, you want something to change in that marriage? Patience. You want something to change with those kids? Patience. You want something to change in your job situation? Something to change in your money? Want something to change with your walk with God? Changing your life? Changing your relationship? Patience. So what am I going to do? I got to develop it. Why? It's a fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, fruit. Everybody say fruit. Not a gift. It's a fruit. Fruit grows. Gifts work. Right? So how do I develop it? Remember we talked about it? How do I develop it? In the trial of fire. Because your patience is going to get, the only way patience can be developed is in tribulation. That's why I said count it all joy. Now listen to me. Get this. Don't leave here. This may be the only reason why you're here today. You ready for this? When, when pressure shows up and trials show up and tests show up, get excited. Why? Promotion's on the other side of it. But now whether you qualify for promotion determines what you do in the pressure of the moment. Because you can, you can back out, and if you back out, you got to start over. Oh, my God, in Jesus' name, I do not want. Why do you think you run into the same clowny environments every six to eight months? Because we got to see if you're ready to take the test. Ain't that good? And then what happens when you take the test? Everybody starts praying. Right? When you're in the middle of the test, doesn't everybody start praying? Well, God, why? You ain't going to even be spiritual. You're just complaining. God, why do I got to go through this? God, why do I got to do this? God, this, God, that. You Right? 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 And then what happens with the teacher? He don't talk. How come the teacher don't talk? Teacher don't talk during the test. Come on, guys. You heard this before. Teacher don't talk during the test. You ever ask a question during the test? You can't. You get in trouble. So now you're in there. You're supposed to train. That's why I said count it all joy. It's kind of like Jesus did like this. He did it from afar. I, I see Jesus going like this. Count it all joy. You're going to be all right. I can't give you no help right now, but just stay in there. Man, I read a scripture. Can I read a scripture? You ready to preach a little bit? Now you ain't ready. I only got one amen. I'm going to preach to you later. Amen. Come on. I said, are you ready? I read, I read, I'm going to, can I help you? I read Micah 7, 8 the other day. Set me ablaze. I'm ready to preach this thing. Micah 7, 8. You know what it says? Look at this. Go to Micah, Micah, the prophet. Micah 7, 8. You're going to love this one. It says about my enemies. It says, tell my enemies don't get happy. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. Way! He didn't say, no, watch, 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 watch. Look, some of you are like, I'm falling and I can't get back up. It's okay. 
It's all right. Look, you ain't listening to me today, some of you. Some of you are, but some of you ain't. You better pay attention. When I fall, and it say if I fall, say when I fall. Everybody falls. What's it say? Come on, what Donnie McClurkin say in that song? You don't remember that one? What'd he say? We get up. That's a really bad Donnie. Donnie can sing. Come on, right? I can't. Right? What happened? You don't know that song? When, but a saint is just a sinner who fell down and got up. Get up. Get up, you little pity party baby. Get up. Tell your enemy. You might be laughing. Don't you rejoice against me, my enemy, because when I fall, whoa, come on. I shall arise, and when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I'm getting up out of this thing. I ain't staying here for long. Devil tried to put me in a setback. God's working on my comeback. I'm getting ready to bounce back. You better get ready for me. Come on. You understand me? You can't put me in no setback. God already, the minute I stepped into a setback, God started working on my Come back. You worry about, oh, don't you laugh. Oh, laugh. You want to laugh? Laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Joker, laugh all you want. Don't look, rejoice. Don't you rejoice against me, my enemy. Why? When I fall, I'm going to rise back up. And when I'm sitting in darkness and I feel like nothing's going to happen, God is going to lift me up. He'll be a light unto me and get me up out of this thing. I'm coming out. Look at your neighbor say, I'm coming out. Look at your neighbor say, I'm coming out of this. I'm stepping up out of this thing. Amen. I ain't worried about the patience. Try me in fire. I don't care. I can care less. Leave me in the fire. Let me burn. I ain't worried. Burn. Light me off. I come up out there. Smell like smoke. I ain't going to smell like nothing but the glory of God. Amen. Come on. You see what I'm saying? Patience ain't fun, but guess what? You develop it because you need it. For, write this down. You develop patience for completeness. Patience completes you. Are you all right? Somebody's like, Pastor, give us another scripture, please. Stop screaming at me about getting up. Stop telling me I'm great. I know. I'm trying to believe it. 2 Corinthians 6, 16. You can't. You know what? You don't have power in your life until you believe somebody else. Does that, does that go over your head? Did you get it? I'll say it again. You don't have power in your life until you believe somebody else. Well, who am I? Well, sit back, I'll tell you. What can I do? Sit back, I'll explain to you. What can I have? I'll show you. See what I'm saying? And what agreement have the temple of God? Can I show you something? And what agreement have the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of living God, as God has said, I'll dwell in them. And what? And walk in them. And I'll be their God, and they shall be my people. He said, I'm going to dwell in you. Where's God? He ain't in heaven. He's in you. What's he say? God ain't in heaven. He's in you. What do you mean God ain't in heaven? He's in you in the person of the Holy Spirit. God the Father's in heaven. Jesus the Son is in heaven, but the Holy Spirit is in you in the earth. That's why when Jesus said, I'm going up and he's coming down, it's good for me to go. because you need. Why do I need the Holy Ghost? You want to know why you need the Holy Ghost? I'm going to tell you. I don't know if I've ever told you this. I think I did. But you know, you know why you got the Holy Spirit in you? And be like, lead me, guide me, help me. There's nobody in the world understands what you're going through. Nobody understands it. And you can't explain it to anybody because nobody really understands what you're explaining. You know why you got the Holy Ghost? For the pain. The pain of life. I'm convinced of it. The older I'm getting in God, the more I know I'm right. You want to know why? He's a comforter. And nobody could comfort me. 
but him. Nobody. Your mama can't do it. Granny can't do it. They could try, but nobody could comfort you like him because he's the only one who really knows you because God made you. And the only, and you got to get, and that's why when no, let me tell you, it's a lonely life. And let me tell you something, another thing, ready? You ain't going to have a lot of friends getting close to God. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have acquaintances and be friendly, but it gets lonely. And the only place you can get satisfied is in his presence. And I ain't man trying to make it weird, but you know what I'm saying? You get in there and you're like, what? If my life's so good, why do I feel so empty sometimes? Because he's the only one that can fill you up. Is that okay? That's not a bad thing. Let me tell you right here now, a bunch of people running around out there, they're half-medicated, self-shot out. That's why they do that. They're trying to figure out the way to escape. The only, you got a way of escape. It's called Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Why do you have the Holy Ghost? He's a comforter. A parakletos in the Greek, one called alongside of you to help you. Why you got a helper and you ain't calling upon him to help you? I got the helper living in me. Not the doer, but the helper. You start doing, he'll start helping. You understand that? I got the Holy Ghost living in me. I don't know nothing about no Holy Ghost. Well, I do. He's sent to the earth to help you in your time of need. Call upon him. Ain't that good news? Ain't that good news? Ain't that good news? I got the Holy Ghost. Just call upon him. He'll go, with, he'll go be with your family. He'll go anywhere you want him to go. You can send him on assignment. You say, send him like what? But you got to be good. Let me explain to you. You can't go messing up with the Holy Ghost and expect him to help you. He loves you. He wants to get near you. But what I mean by good, you can't grieve him. You grieve him with your mouth. Hey, listen, God's not as worried about God's not. You're more concerned about your actions than God is. God wants you to live holy now. You understand that? I don't know about this. Now you're going to start preaching holiness. Yeah, God's a holy God. Wake up. But here's the thing. You know how you grieve God? Words in your mouth. You don't give him gratitude. He needs gratitude. So you understand? Yeah, he'll come in the room. He came this morning. This morning, who was in the service? Did you feel the fire gone? I started burning up over there. I got hot, man. I got messed up hot, like sweaty hot. I lost my head for a minute. I didn't know where I was. I had to come back. Yeah, it was like that. Why? He showed up. He manifested. Why did he manifest? I was talking about him. I ain't scared. Listen, look at me. Look at me. Let me take the weirdness out of God. I'm going to go nine more minutes. You're going home. Let me take the weirdness out. God is not weird, and God is not going to expose you. God is not going to show up in the fire so he can tell you about all your sin. God, God, no, God don't give a rip about none of that nonsense. You understand me? He ain't, gonna, he ain't that kind of God. He don't do that. But when the fire of God showed up, when you want to know what thing? First thing he did, I said, whatever you're thinking about, that's what you got to fix. He doesn't hammer you. He doesn't not love you. He doesn't not like you. He don't do all this weird, goofy stuff. People act like a fool and say that's God. That ain't God. He loves you. And his presence comes on you, and he kind of corrects you through what your conscience tells you you need to be corrected in. So fix it, man. But when he showed up, man, it was deep in here. I was like, man. But you know what? I said it like this. How many, you know, I, I got an addiction. It's called new. You don't got that addiction? I like new. You like new? I like new. So I went shopping. Because <laughs> when you need something new, you got to go shopping. So every time I go shopping, how many of you go to clone department? You go to clone department? You do. I got six different clones on. Because I don't like that paper. Squirted on the paper. I ain't paper, man. I don't smell like paper. So this is what I did, right? I went in there, 
And I liked that new stuff that was out, man. I don't know, it was Tom Ford or something like that. I was like, man, I went, psh, psh. I like that. I went, psh, psh. I got one here. I got one on my head. I got one over here. I got eight of these things on me. I smell like something good. Either I smell bad or I smell good. So I left and I went to P PL. I'm like, smell me. So I'm sticking my hand, my head in her face. If you've seen me out, you're going to think this dude's weird. I'm like, smell that. You like that? She's like, I don't like that one. I like this one. I was like, smell my head. Smell right here. I sprayed that one right here. Like, Lauren knows what I'm talking about. I do it like this. I said, smell right here. You smell that? So I left there and I went to suit. I didn't buy nothing. Calm down. I bought somebody else on there. So I went and I went to the suit department. The minute I walk in the suit department, the guy goes, man. You know, he's straight. You know what I mean? Be cool, man, because I ain't weird. All right, all right. So he went in there. He goes, he goes, this he goes, Man, he goes, man, you smell good. And the other guy next to him said, that smells good. I said, that's that stuff over there, man. You should get it. I'm going to go buy it. I know it smells good, right? He smelled me in the other department when I came over from the other department. So the last night, I was kidding around. We were going to sleep, and it was holy. Keep it holy. P.L. leaned over. You know, I said, good night, good night, good night. She said, you smell good. I said, cut it out. We got to go to bed. We got church in the morning. Leave it alone. All right, amen. Get your hands off me tonight. I'm holy and anointed. No, but come on, laugh. You got to laugh. You guys don't laugh enough. Obviously, your face is telling me you don't have enough joy. So, I, so tell them to get happy. So I lean over. She goes, you smell good. I said, I sprayed that on in the morning. Now, you, make, you know, you're a chemist. You made me cologne. Make me more cologne. Get, make me that new one I like. All right, good. I'll tell you about it. Right? So, so listen, you with me? What am I trying to say? I got an atmosphere and got a presence on me. I kept it all day long. That's what you do with God. Get in his presence and walk out. You'll take him with you. How many of you know you need him at work? Amen. How many of you know you need him on the job? Amen. How many? Listen to me. You ain't listening to me, some of you, because you know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. That's why you're here. Stick with me. I love you. You're going to put an aroma on you. You better listen to me. You ain't listening to me. Look at me. You need favor. Favor is better than a thousand days of labor. You'll show up and somebody will catch something on you and go, I don't know, something about you I like. I don't know why I like you, but I like you. And when favor hits you, don't say nothing because something's getting ready to happen. But it's what? When you spend time with the king, in that, come on, you ain't worried about the day long. You know what I'm saying? Stay in God's presence, okay? You got it? That's the key because I need patience, and patience isn't easy. Patience is tough, but I got his presence on me. I can make it through anything. Is that good? So take this in. All right, so now let me tell you what you can do. I'm going to give you three minutes. Come on, you guys can play. Thank you. Listen, you guys, I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to give you a, a, a task. Everybody say a task. All right, we're in 30 days of praise next week. Come to church. I got the whole thing ready for you next week. This fullness thing is 30 days of praise. Remember she talked about it? Okay, I'm going to set an atmosphere for you to start praising God. Now listen to me. I want every family to take this, and I want you to do this as an assignment. Now listen, some of you, you're going to reach your loved ones with this. All right, you can blame me. I got it through the Holy Ghost, so you could do what you want to do with it. But it came from the Spirit of God. I, we didn't have no idea. We did it Friday. Boom. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take the 30 days of praise, and I want you to do this corporately with your family. You say this is going to be a trip. Immediate family, extended family. I don't care how far you got to go. I told the guy in the morning you could call Africa every day for free. You could call. You could call. Call him. Say, Mom, call your family. I don't know how you're going to do it, but figure it out. Call South Carolina. Go, Mom, Pastor, put me on chat. Now, don't get nervous. I know, right? How long is this going to take? Just stop. It ain't going to take you more. Put the speaker phone on and go to pastors. Listen, 
This guy's going to wear me out. I'm going to see this joker every Sunday in the foyer. He's going to ask me, how's it going? I don't want to hear his mouth. So deal with me for a minute a day. Now, some of you got family members. You can't get them on the phone. All right, fair enough. You could text them. It's, look at this. Thursday, November 1st. We are going to thank God for salvation and everlasting life. John 3, 16. How hard is that, man? Hey, put the kids in the thing. Maybe we got it. I don't know. Maybe we'll do it corporately. I don't know. I'll text, I'll text you, tweet. We'll figure it out. Starting in November, what are we going to do? Put them on the phone. Now, if they don't want to get on the phone, I understand. Some of you got limitations, but some of them, they will. Put this phone on. Here we go. Family corporate prayer. We're going to thank God. It's Thanksgiving. It's a whole month of being thankful. Put them on speakerphone. Hey, what time you go to work? Some of you are going to have to get out of your way a little bit and just say, hey, I got to send the text at 830. I got to, what's, eight, what's 30 days remembering at 830 to send the text to your loved ones? Or make a phone call. Y'all get together. Everybody can find Do it at midnight. I don't care. Do it at 10 o'clock at night. Do whatever works on your clock. Go, okay, boom, put the phone on. Go, hey, just to please the pastor, it's November 1st. Here we go, mom. Here we go, dad. Here we go, kids. Here we go, Ray. Everybody lift your hand. I don't care if you're in the car. Lift one hand and hold the wheel. Yeah, I got you, dad. What? Thank God that we're saved and family salvation. Thank God we're all going to heaven. How about that? That is a place to be thankful. And how about all them loved ones in your family that ain't going to heaven that we start talking about them? saying, well, thank God you got laborers come across your path and we all go to heaven. Amen. Boom. That was two minutes. One minute of your life. Oh, I'm so, I asked for so much. It's pastor appreciation. Do it for that. There you go. That's your offering to me. Call them up and say, they ain't going to want me to call them. You don't understand. They're stiff necks. Send them 30 texts. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to say something here. I told them in the morning service, it was under the anointing. You're going to rebuild relationships with people that you don't have a relationship with right now, and you should. And something's going to shift in your family dynamic because of it. Because I'm going to tell you what, if I was lost and my brother, I don't have a brother or sister, but if I did and I was lost and he texts me every day these scriptures, I got family members didn't talk to me for years. Now they'll talk to me whenever I want because I'm answering their problems. You hear me? Not because they were offended. We just did different age gaps. I mean, I got, you know, what do I have in common? What's it going to look like? Your mama hasn't heard from you for a little bit, and all of a sudden your mama, why in the world are you sending me these calls and these texts about this praising God stuff? You know what I do, walk away? You must care about me because I don't even understand what I'm doing. The pastor put us on assignment. Look at them. They're great. There's 30 of them, right? Look at this. How about this? Say, we're, hey, forgiveness for all sins. That's a good one. How about you add a little thing? Let's all forgive. How many families could use some forgiveness in there? People mad about stuff they don't even know what they're mad about. Am I truth? We're going to forgive one another. It's going to take two minutes. Two minutes of your life. Put on the speaker. Driving to work. Mom, how's it going? We're going to praise God today for forgiveness. We've been forgiven. We got forgiveness. I sold forgiveness. It's three minutes. We're done. Go on with our day. How is God going to do in heaven? He sees all these families talking and friend, get your friends at work. Line up at work and in the break room go, hey, pastor put us on assignment. You want to do this with me? We're going to do 30 days of praise. What is 30 days of praise? This. How about this? Unconditional love. That Saturday you call up and you say, man, thank you, God, that we received unconditional love. And by the way, you want to know what? I just want you to know I love you unconditionally. Man, what's it going to look like? Something's going to happen. I'm telling you, listen to me. You put that speakerphone. Phone calls are free, man. Come on, y'all got minutes going crazy. Put on a thing. Hey, it's family time. Friend time, brother time. And it might not be everybody, but you might be able to get somebody. I know you're going to call home with this, ain't you? That's why you're smiling. 
Tell your mom and dad I'm with you. Amen? It's good. I, I'm going I'm to do a voicemail for them. They can speak English? You translate. I'm going to do one before it's over. I'm going to say, they did it today, Larry, right? They were from Ukraine, right? Yeah, you see that? I'm going to do one. She's going to translate it in Ukraine. I'm going to say, thanks, mom and dad, for being in on this. I do Spanish, Puerto Rican, whatever you got. Give it to me. I'll stand in the back. I'm serious. If you want me to get in on it, I'll get in on it for your family. You could do a little video with me. We'll say, hey, thanks. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate the whole small family getting together and praising the Lord with us. Come on, somebody. I'm crazy enough to believe something's going to happen. You know what I mean? Praise God. What's going to happen with them kids? Why are they, my mom and dad bugging us all their dirty days of praise? This, this is annoying. I don't want to hear my pastor. He's a bigger mouth than you got, kid. So, bing, 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 bing. Here you go. I did it. Well, they ain't going to read it. Leave it on voicemail. 30 voicemails. They're going to go nuts. It's annoying. Good. I'm going to bug you Do you get saved. I'm going to bug you Do you change. How about these things? Send a text. Say, like, I ain't got a good relationship with some of you. My parents or something. Okay, send the text. I, hey, we did this thing at church. I just want you, you don't have to participate, but for 30 days I'm going to be doing something. I'm going to send you some texts and stuff. Forgiveness. You know what? Maybe some of you got some strained relationships. You know what? I forgive you. Just leave it. What would you do you got a text from somebody forgiving you with something you know you did wrong? <sighs> i tell you what I'd do. God will get on that stuff. Because I'm honoring God. I ain't honoring them. How about this one? Hey, how about this? Supernatural ability. The gift of family. New mercies every morning. Every need is met. Direction from God. How many can use some direction from God? That's it. Click. And, you know, they did it so, they, so good. You just click it. Two minutes. 30 days of giving God praise for what he's done for me. You know what? I'd do it even if they didn't participate. I can care less. Getting in your house and doing 30 days of praise. We're going to do it. We'll do it. We'll text everybody. We'll put, we'll put a group text together. And we'll text. How about that? Do a group text every day. You ain't even got a call. Say, that's too much. Build a group today and start November 1st. We'll do a group text. The whole family. Everybody get it every day. You want to praise God? You praise God. But I'm praising God for you. Man, something's going to happen. And here's the best thing. We're done. We're going home. Even if it doesn't happen in their life, it's going to happen in your house. My God in heaven, you get up every day. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Get the kids up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. That today, God. Come on, right? Thank you, Lord. God is a good God. Amen. It takes two minutes. Thank you, Lord. Come on, stand up on your feet. Thank you, Lord. You've been gracious to me. Thank God I got patience. Thank you, Lord. I got favor. Thank you, Lord. I got a job. What a, you know, some of you start thanking God for that job you got. Maybe the job will get better. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.